something interesting happened in that I got my stats through for the podcast for this year and you'll never guess one of the most top performing podcast episodes this year was when I'm talking about why I started my business and how I started my business and telling my story so I thought and it was an episode I think it's like episode three from back in 2019 so I thought you know what let, let me talk to you again tell you where I'm at a bit more now and you can understand how I got to where I am why I'm coaching businesses well it's not even the easiest thing in the world um, and hopefully my story can inspire you a little bit more in your business as well so that you know it's not all, it's not all beautiful sunshine roses and what you see on Instagram so you ready let's have a chat you're listening to the stable business podcast i'm your host jenny bush here to chat all things equine business with a new episode every week from me or from the best in the biz now don't forget to leave a review and of course hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode when it drops okay so grab your coffee drive along do a lot of people tell me that they listen to this podcast while they're driving so if you're driving make sure that you stay safe we're gonna have a little bit of a chat about yeah how did i get to do what i do and why do i do what i do and what actually do i do if you're wondering if you're thinking jenny what is it that you do so i have um an interesting history in terms of sort of business but in my business um I started from zero and I didn't actually start off as a business coach. Most of you might re remember the days of when I set up the equine business assistant, I was a virtual assistant. The idea was that I was going to help you with your admin. So I set that up purely from a place where I was in a position <laughs> where I'd left my job and I pretty much had a breakdown. I was struggling with chronic fatigue. I had um, issues with my stomach. So I'd had my gallbladder removed. Um, the year before and actually the first year of business I ended up having another operation on my stomach to remove a, di a Meckel's diverticulum which should have gone when I was a baby and I had all sorts of issues and I was not well I was just not well and so I'd had back in about 20 I reckon it must be 2010 I started a bridal jewelry business and that was my first real proper business and I love doing it. I'm quite creative. You probably spotted that. I'm quite. I like to. I like to be a little bit artistic, and um, so I was making this bridal jewelry. And the idea was that I wanted to just be able to run my business, um, look after, like, have make some money, but be able to also look after my children. My girls at that time were quite young, um, so I'd started this business to do that. And I was making you know, bridal jewelry, and I was seeing the prices that people were paying for it, and thinking, "Oh yeah, I can have a bit of the action," <laughs> you know. And, and again, this is lesson number one: don't ever price yourself based on the prices that you see other people um, paying. It doesn't always work. Um, so I was trying to run this business. I was getting massive visibility in that business. I was in all the national wedding magazines. It was the days when Facebook was literally. Um, I think probably a year old it was I mean we're going right back in the day when not many people had Facebook um, I'm apologizing now if you can hear my guinea pigs it's very distracting having guinea pigs in the office <laughs> but yeah it's winter and I was trying to be kind and decided that this year rather than put them in the lounge they could come in the office with me but they're very noisy um, anyway back to it so I decided that I was going to have this business and it was going to go really well and I, I'd got on all the mag magazines I'd even made jewelry for um, celebrities I won the national um, 
wedding awards, uh, regional um, accessories supplier for two years in a row, 2012 and 2013. Um, yet on the outside, everything looked amazing. But inside, I was making no money. I was exhausted. I was trying to do everything in my business. And I remember at the time following like really cool business gurus, Marie Forleo. Um, I remember back in the day and there was like, yeah, some other other business things I'd listen to and they'd, they'd all give me this advice and tell me I needed to build an email list. And I remember every time I sent an email, I just wanted to cry. And every time somebody unsubscribed, I was like, what have I done wrong? Do you know, because again, my mindset was just not in the right place. I genuinely took everything um, as rejection. And so then that would set me back, even though nothing in my head went, they probably unsubscribed because they've got married and they don't need jewelry anymore. <laughs> Like it didn't compute at the time. But anyway, this business ended up just not making me any money. Um, and it got to the point where um, a job came up at the sec local secondary school and my mum was sort of bullying me to go get the job, be, have a proper job. It's all right. It's a school hours job. So you'll still be able to do the children. So I shut the business. Well, I, I didn't shut the business down, actually. I decided that I'd still do it and get this job because... Um, yeah, I, I went for the interview and got the job. So I then became a teaching assistant. So I was working in the school as a teaching assistant and um, I was in the maths department. So it was it was very interesting because it was like, yeah, I mean, if you can imagine maths lessons, if you've ever been in a maths lesson with kids that don't want to learn maths, kids that struggle with maths, and of course, all the kids that just have um, issues that mean that they often act up and behaviourally, and don't get it and uh, yeah I had that for every day um it was just bad maths lesson after maths lesson but then sometimes I'd sit with pupils and I learned a lot of things actually working in the maths department um that I still use in terms of my business and how I help people because again I was having to work with kids with all sorts of issues and a lot of the time the teachers would say how did you get that kid to do that work and so like, I taught them to ride a horse it's amazing what knowing horses can help with but it did anything that I if I, I'd often connect with them on horses or music or something like that and and anyway we'd, but I digress so I'd I was trying to do the two things at once. I ended up having to close the business down. It made no money whatsoever. And I was working at school. But I really struggled working at school because my girls were still at primary school. I had to start work before they started school. So the school ones were a bit tricky. I had to pay for breakfast clubs. And I didn't have any um, childcare help or support for anybody around me that would help me because my mum was still at work and I haven't had any support of Alan's uh, family because um, they're not local to me, so they couldn't help me out with that. So those were tricky moments. And I remember there was times as well, like sports day, school plays, and there was the Christmas play, and they were doing it during the day. And um, the school decided, yeah, they were only offering tickets during the daytime, school hours. And I remember going to my boss and saying, can I go? And she's like, no, you've got class. And I was like... But it's the, it's the Christmas play, and my daughter, I think she was Mary. And um, it's like, no, you've got class. So I managed to switch it around, get somebody to cover me. And I was like, I've got free, I've got, I can do it, I've, I'm free. And they finally let me go when I, after I'd really sort of moved everything. And then I went back to the primary school and I was like, can I have a ticket for this time? And they're like, no, they've all sold. And I just wanted to cry. And I remember being solo because, again, that's why I wanted a business. I didn't want to miss out on my children's. Um, lives I want to be able to say yes to things yes to things financially and yes to things um, in terms of just 
actually enjoying life because I believe life is made up of all those magic moments. You know, memories matter. You never forget. You never like I'm saying you wouldn't forget, but you yeah you always um, you need to make those memories. Life is short, and those are what counts more than anything to me. So that was one of the reasons that I hated working for the school. And anyway, I got made redundant because um, they they laid off all the TAs, which was great for me because it's like it's great. I just go back to running my business. Then um, the summer went and there was another job that came up at school and everybody's like, Jenny, you need to go for it. You'll be perfect for it. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh. But again, I was a people pleaser. So I was like, yeah, okay. And, of course, then they gave me that job. So then I went into business, uh, the business support department, but I was running school trips and work experience and, um, yeah, running hundreds, hundreds of trips per year. Um, and, again, I had the same issues didn't solve any issues for me and the pay wasn't great either <laughs> because even though I was working yeah, all, like full-time hours because I still got the school holidays off its class part-time and the, the money wasn't great so I left that job and then I went and got a job um as I was offered a job at an equestrian centre which I did and I really enjoyed it but again it was quite far away from where I live so it's a, a good hours good hours drive um every single day to get to work and there were still some moments when I'd get stuck at work or in traffic where I couldn't be there for my children. And they'd often end up walking home and I just, I couldn't deal with it. So um, I ended up leaving that job. I literally just, yeah, left. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. And by that point, I was at a state of breakdown. Like, I felt such a failure. I thought that I would never be able to, I didn't want, I knew I didn't want to work for anybody. I knew I wanted to run my own business, but I didn't think that I was good enough to run my own business. I'd got so many issues and things and labels I'd bought across from my failed business thinking it would never, ever happen for me. I wasn't good enough. Um, and so on. So what changed? How did I go from there to somewhere where I, I consistent, I'm consistently in five figure years, um, heading, heading closer to, to six, um, and I, I support businesses who make six and seven figures, yeah, help people to yeah, come across. What changed? What changed? And I think that the fact that all that happened for me um, back then has given me such insight where I'm actually really able to help people um, in so many ways. And, of course, in addition to that, all the years that well, while that was going on, I was also um, a charity director and a company director at a charity and doing that voluntarily. Um, in my spare time and teaching children to ride and all of that stuff so I've kind of got that experience as well so I started the equine business in 2018 as um yeah just I thought I'll just help with the admin I can help ad with admin I can do admin with my eyes closed you know I'll just be a VA and I soon realized that I wasn't a very good VA <laughs> really wasn't a very good VA um I did a lot of social media for people and I don't like doing it like in all honesty I love doing my own I love doing my own social media but I didn't enjoy doing other people's social media and I was getting great results from them and I was doing their emails and I was doing all this stuff but soon people were saying well Jenny how do you do this and how do you do that and the same things I would do I was doing in my business uh, in terms of sort of lead gen and my emails that I was sending and my copy and my uh, graphics. I remember some of the people when I first my first course I did was called Breaking a New Equestrian Business, and they were saying, "How are you so consistent? Like, how do you get your branding so cohesive and consistent?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." And so from there, soon I started to coach. And again, my my teaching experience from 
um, teaching riding and my coaching experience and also my work in, in the schools as a, a teaching assistant and all the things I did in terms of helping um, yeah, kids that have got ADHD, um, autism um, and lots of other things meant that I was just able to help in a different way. And this was one thing that I was talking to one of my clients last night on um, the Sober Foundations Hub Plus um, mentoring. We do them on Mondays. They move to Mondays. So if anybody's hearing and said, I thought you were on Thursdays, they're moving to Mondays. And as of January 2024, they're going weekly. So I can test that out and see how that goes. But she was saying, yeah, I just get my ADHD brain. I just get stuck. And I was like, okay, right, we need to work out, like, what can you do in that situation um, when you get stuck? So at least you've got, okay, if this happens... This is what I do rather than staying in that place. So we, we came up with a plan for that. Um, and I do care. And I said to her, I said, if, if I've said something and you're following my training and you're not getting it, what it matters to me that you actually let me know and say, Jenny, you said this. What do you mean? <laughs> because I don't want people to, to do my training and feel stuck. I don't want them to do that. I've been there. I've had those coaches and trainings and I've done the courses where I've just sat there. Well, that was a great idea, but I don't know how. I'm still stuck. I'm not making any progress, but I don't know what to do. And that's not me. And it's the same as when I teach riding. If I said something and I can see that somebody's not getting it, I will say it a different way. And if they're still not getting it, I will say it a different way. And I've got hundreds of different ways that I can put it to try and help. And that's why I use a lot of my analogies that I come up with and my stories that I tell, because it helps you to learn. It helps you to learn things that matter. It's why we use the Gallup strategy so that you can remember things and remember the things that are important. It's not about having like, yes, jargon and things i want i want tools that you can actually use i want things that make sense to you so that you can take your business forward and flourish because there's a lot of people out there who are using the long words the jargon and they're they're trying to baffle you with, with stuff and even then i had another client the other day that's like, oh but they said i've got to do this and my copy and i've got to have my hashtags and, and this is why i'm not i'm not consistent on social media because every time i sit down i'm just like oh, i haven't got a good enough hook and i haven't got the hashtags and i haven't got a good enough call to action and i haven't got and i was like okay but yeah that stuff that stuff is important but actually what you need to remember is what's more important is that you show up for the people who need you and they don't care about fancy hashtags. They don't care about whether you've got the right hook. They aren't sitting there going, oh, oh um, I wish you'd be more creative in your captions. No, they're just saying, oh, how do I help? Who, who's going to help me with this? So you just have to show up where you are as you are. And it's the same with this podcast. Like when you listen to it, I hope you realise it's not heavily edited. Um, it is literally me just talking to you as if you were here. I hope you feel that because when I'm when I'm sitting here and I'm talking, I am talking to you as if I see you. I can feel you and I I want you to be able to connect with me on that level. Um, and that's the same with yeah, whatever's stopping you in your, in your social media or whatever putting you forward. It matters that you you just show up, show up as you are. So anyway, I've kind of sort of digressed on my story a little bit. I don't know where I got to. See, oh. I've got butterfly brain syndrome as well. It happens and it's okay. We just have to work with the tools that we've got, don't we? And we have to work with the way that we are and make sure that we get a rhythm that, that actually helps us to stay on track, which is why I love my, my Gallup strategy because it reminds me of the things I need to do every day. I've got my daily non-negotiables. It's in my calendar. And that's how I've managed to build this business from zero. And when I say from zero, I've had no funding. I had no money. I had no grants. Um... Yeah, I was I was negative, negative five figures at that point. 
when I started this business. I was in debt, quite a lot of debt. So I want you to be inspired that it doesn't matter where you are. It just matters that you've got that direction to move you forward. It matters that you take that time out to think, okay, where do I want to go? And I want to remind you that actually what you do is important and you do help and you do make a difference. And it's all a ripple. Sometimes we don't see we don't see the bigger picture. We get stuck in our little sort of zone. But often that affects somebody and that affects how they change, how they think and that affects how they think. And then they it can the ripple carries on so much further. And people don't forget that. People don't forget that. They won't forget how you made them feel. They won't forget how you helped them. And this is one of the key things that I think we struggle with, especially us as equine entrepreneurs, because we're thinking, well, I just help people to ride a horse. What's what's the impact of that? But actually, when you're when you're helping somebody to learn to ride a horse, whether you're just massaging somebody, what you're actually doing is you aren't just doing that. You might be changing how they think. You might be helping them to be a better horse owner. You might say that one thing, that one time that just changes the game for them. And and because we don't always feel that value, because we don't always, um, because yeah, we're giving, we're in the state, we, we give, they get the value. And so we don't really know that we've got that value. We tend not to value it so much. But I want you to, to just remember that actually you create ripples every single day. And yeah, and wherever you're at in your business, you can do it. So what do I do? <laughs> So this brings me on to, so what is it that I actually do? So I am um, a very unique business coach and I am not one of these ones that's like business consultant structured so much. I tend to work quite intuitively uh, with you and what you need, where you're at now. I have all the tools that work through a certain framework. Um, I've got sort of a whole load of methods. Um, somebody, one of my clients recently said I'm the systems queen <laughs> because yeah, when she gets stuck on the how, where, where she, she used to work with coaches and get stuck on the how, and they'd be like, oh, just go off and do it. She's like, you actually give me something that I can use because I've got all these things in place. I've got a whole massive toolkit. And I'm like, right, okay, this is this is something that you can use and make it your own, uh, build it. I can give you examples and, of things and make things move forward. So I can do that in your business. And I work on three main levels. So, yeah, so we've got the tools level. So that's kind of like the strategy and the conscious level so i can help on that level so if you're feeling disorganized if you think okay i need better systems how do we get that in place that's my jam so i can really help with that but sometimes what we don't need um <laughs> we think that that's what we need but sometimes the reasons that we don't have those things in place the reasons that we're feeling overwhelmed is because there's a lot of mindset stuff going on so i do a lot of mindset work in the fact that i i am um, nlp trained i've also got um training in eft um, i've done energy work as part of my conscious consultant um, certification which then takes you even deeper than that subconscious level we go down to your energy blueprint so we can yeah where your patterns are uh, where we can shift those patterns, we can shift that mindset, and then we can put it into that strategic action and that system to actually take your business forward. And those three three things in place will help you to create a stable business. So I hope that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm just rattling it off, but I'm thinking, did that make sense? But I hope that does. So you can kind of see how I work, and that yeah, I can help you on the 
let's get things organized level i can help you on the okay we need to unpick some of the mindset things that holding you back and i can also help you on the okay energetically uh, we need to make a few shifts here to make sure that you're okay because there's a lot of energy that we hold and there's a lot of emotion that we hold around money there's a lot of emotion that we hold around not feeling good enough self-doubt um, worried about people judging us and so that's all part of the process as a business coach and a lot of the time people show up and they're like jenny but i expected I expected you to um, just tell me what to do. And that's not always the way it works. I can tell you what to do, but that's not what business coaching is. Business coaching is actually asking the right questions to pull out the best parts of you, to help you to work through and unpick it for yourself. And it is it's about asking the same questions. And a lot of the time we can't do it for ourselves because we can't unpick it with the mind that created it. We're just too close. So it's kind of like I step back as a coach, almost like as if you were a, ride, a rider and you're, you're riding your horse. I can see a bigger picture. I can say, oh, why are you doing that? Or do this. Or what happens when you do that? Um, and shift things for you in so many ways. And it is all connected. And sometimes I find the biggest shifts aren't actually just in business. The biggest shifts happen in our lives as well. It transforms into everything, into our relationships, into our health, into our wealth. And it can it can just yeah, transform you in so many ways. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Like you can start to work with me from um, Stable Foundations Hub Plus is my group program. It's a year long program. It's £997 for the year at the moment um, or £97 a month. Um, and you can do it for a year and there's one to one support and there's rhythm and we can go through everything that you need to to get it working forward. And that's so affordable. And I almost guarantee that I can help you to make that money back. And that's that's always my mission, is to help you to make back whatever you invest in me as quickly as possible. Um, and yeah, when you start to see that actually I can help you to shift those things to get you out of your own way quicker so that you actually take those actions. And again, we all know that the actions get the results. So that's kind of what I do um, <laughs> in a nutshell. But it's yeah, it's it's very bespoke to whoever I'm working with, whatever business I'm working with. And I've worked with a whole variety of business from retail businesses to service based business, from startups who are still to make their first £2,000 a month to businesses that are easily turning over six figures. So it, it does matter where you are, but it yeah, ultimately doesn't change. And I can help you to make that happen wherever you're at. So. That's my um, new version of my story and how I got here. And um, yeah, it's not it's not the easiest business. So don't be tempted to go, oh yeah, I can be an equine business coach because my gosh, I tell you what, if you are considering uh, being an equine business coach, it's not it's not the easiest um, it's not the easiest job in the world, um, and it is yeah. There are days when I'm tired and I'm drained, and um, I do love what I do. But I just want to finish with yeah, just reading you what one of my clients recently said, and this was Lauren um, from Graveney Equine, and she messaged me the other day um, to say yeah because I asked for a couple of reviews for the Equestrian Business Support Network because I'm really really um, stepping my game up on that and there's going to be yet yeah, more training coming over the next couple of weeks so if you aren't in the equestrian business support network get in there so she said jenny helped me probably in more ways than i even intended when i initially contacted her sensible friendly and constructive advice meant i was able to empty my brain of all the chaos and jenny helped me 
time and again to come up with a sensible plan to move forward. Her site also has loads of, sorry, I can't focus on reading. <laughs> Her site also has loads of useful templates and planners um, to get ideas down on paper and really move myself forward. I'm really glad I reached out to her. And so, yeah, Lauren worked with me one-to-one -one probably about a year ago now. Um, and it's just one of those things that it just kind of keeps keeps giving. And um, so I was asking people in the Equestrian Business Support Network as well, if like, why did they join the Equestrian Business Support Network? And if they felt that they were getting what they joined for, because it's really important to me that I, I keep improving what I do. And um, and somebody said uh, recently as well, like, I was intrigued, if I'm honest. So when she, yeah, when she joined, because she was just like, I'm intrigued. She said, it's one of the few Equestrian Support Network groups that she's actually stayed in because there's some really good content in the group. And it's also a lovely network um, to network with and support other small equine businesses. So if you aren't in the group, do get in there. And if you're thinking, do you know what, Jenny? You're on my level. You're on my wavelength. I think you get it. Um, I think you're, you're going to understand where I'm at and help me to move forward. Um, I want to invite you to book a free fitting call with me. So these calls are about half an hour and they're actually coaching calls. So the idea is that you can yeah, try it on for size, see what I can do for you. We'll work on where you're at now, what goals you're looking towards. And, um, and then if you feel like we're a good fit and I feel we're a good fit, if you're not a good fit, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, we can then decide, um, what would work best for you and take you forward so if you're interested in that it's entirely free um, have a little free coaching session with me uh, i'll pop the link in the show notes but um, that's it for now thank you for listening and i will see you really really soon and don't forget to look out for the 12 days of christmas because it's coming back this year i did it again i did it in 2012 uh, 2020 um, on the podcast and i decided we're gonna go again this year so keep your ears peeled for that we start on christmas day and i will see you soon